we come to today and a start of um, really some messages from from judges but especially on on Samson I want to really bring bring um, a kind of real um, proper study in Judges 13 13 to 16 but we will get more in depth in, in this when we do um, our Bible studies together so I want to start off by um, reading um, Judges chapter chapter 13 but um, just from verses from verses uh, 1 to to 14 so Judges chapter 13 verses 1 to 14 and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years and there was a certain man of Zorah from the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah and his wife was barren and bare not and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive, and bear a son. Now therefore, beware I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and no racer shall come to on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God, very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us, and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of, angel of the Lord came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me, and came un unto me the other day. And Manoah arose, and went after his wife, and came to the man, and said unto him, 
Art thou the man that spakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. So again, over the next few few weeks and, and months and months I want to share the story of Samson and together we will be looking um through Judges thirteen chapter thirteen through to chapter sixteen. But today as we focus on chapter thirteen Please, when you go home today, take time to read through these four chapters in preparation for for the coming weeks of sermons on on these chapters. And this, to me, as a as a kid, I loved hearing about Samson, and I have been drawn back to these chapters recently, and I feel led to preach them. I'm sure most of us have heard of Samson with his great mighty strength, strength similar to the fictional character of Hercules. And over these few weeks of teaching from Judges, I want to bring you into a deeper knowledge of the real life of Samson, not with just his supernatural strength from God, but how morally and spiritually weak he was. We begin and look by looking at some of the background in this chapter in verse 1 and the sons of Israel did evil again in the sight of Jehovah and Jehovah delivered them into the hands of the Philistines forty years the Israelites are God's chosen people he has already shown them great things delivered them from the oppression and slavery they endured under the Egyptians and brought them into a land of their own. And yet again, here they are disobeying God and fallen back into idol worship. So as punishment for their disobedience, he allows them to come under the rule of their neighbours, the Philistines. The Philistines means stronger or no, not stronger, it means stranger or wanderer. And it's worth noting that when the Romans later drove the Jews out of Israel, they changed the name from Philistine to Palestine to insult the Jewish people. The Philistines have five main cities. Um, we know today as Gaz Gaza, Ashkelon, Ashdod, Gath and Ekron and these cities were rich, well cultivated and sophisticated in weaponry as we read in future with David and Goliath 
where Goliath's armor is described as very advanced. So through their persecution and slavery at the hands of the Philistines, the Israelites began to turn to God again and plead to escape from the oppression of the bondage of the Philistines. They begged for a deliverer and God sends one in the form of Samson who as we read in chapter 15 verse 20 judged Israel during the dominion of the Philistines. But as we go through Samson's life next time in chapters 14 and 15 his major exploits were merely personal revenge and he never accomplished national deliverance and that was left um, as we'll learn more in the future that was left to Samuel, Saul and David and we'll learn again um, more of this in future meetings so in this message I would like to point out three applications in, in verse 1 to verse um, to verse 14 and, and that we can bring out the lives of Manoah and his wife. Our first point is from uh, verse 2 with, the, with the, the pressure of the distress nationally and personally through not being able to conceive a child. And our second point is promise in verses 3 to 7 and the promise to Manoah and his wife taking away both their distresses and thirdly um, prayer from verse 8 onwards to, to um, verse 14 where Manoah asked for advice so let's begin with our first point with the pressure of the distress nationally and personally through not being able to conceive a child. We move on to the next verses of this chapter and we will learn about Samson's family. His father Manoah lived in Zorah and he was from the tribe of Dan about 15 miles west of Jerusalem and as we look down at the second part of this verse let's see this and his wife was barren and did not bear. Manoah's wife was barren, they, so they were without children, and most importantly, in Jewish culture, they were without an heir to who would carry on the father's name. And furthermore, custom believed that when a woman was barren, it was due to sin and God's disapproval of her and Manoah could even have divorced her for not providing him with children and this could also be why her name isn't mentioned in scripture but they were a devoted couple they were true worshippers of God living at times of national distress under the Palestinian oppression and also enduring the personal pain and cultural stigma of barrenness. 
and this can be similarly applied to us in our in the unfruitful seasons of our lives during our Christian walk. At times we feel barren and far from God, but through this time of emptiness, God is working a greater thing in us for his glory. I heard an amazing sermon years years ago from David Wilkinson called The Pruning Process. I have it on tape, but you can listen to it if you Google David Wilkinson um, pruning process and uh, and you'll get it. And he did a lot of work in preparing his sermon and he was burdened to visit a friend who had a vineyard and learn the art of husbandry. He preached on John chapter 15 and Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. But in John he explains and tells us to abide in the vine the vine being Christians as the husbandman being God who cares for us he prunes the branches so God will prune out of our lives those things that were fruitful last year and the distant past work we did so that in the long run there will ever increase in growth and a plentiful harvest and the seasons where where nothing happens happen because we have had our branch pruned right back and it's like Manoah's wife being barren and as we move on to our second point the promise the promise of Manoah and his wife taken away both their distress from verses 3 to 7 and after a time God gave them a wonderful surprise they were going to have a son and promised that he would grow up to begin to deliver Israel from the Palestinian power and we read this if you look down here in verse 3 and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her behold now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And as we read through this chapter, we should view this wonderful appearance of the angel of the Lord as Christ. And where Christ Jesus, before he was incarnated at Bethlehem, where also he appeared many times before throughout the Old Testament, and this chapter in in this chapter and in chapter 2 verses 1 to 5 and chapter 6 verses 11 to 24 so the angel spoke in verses 45 if we look down here and now therefore beware I pray thee and drink not wine or strong drink and eat not any unclean thing for lo thou shalt conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. A Nazarite was a, a man devoted or consecrated to God. In Numbers chapter 6 verses 1 to 21, 
describes details of the vow of the Na of a Nazarite. When under their vow they were not to drink wine or eat grape products and unclean food and not to shave their hair and refuse to go near dead bodies. This vow was taken for a period of time of or a lifetime in Samson's case but more unusual that he was to live under the vow from birth and even before his birth Manoah's wife had to share the Nazarite vow during her time of pregnancy carrying Samson. So let's look down at verses 6, six and 7. Then the woman came and told her husband saying a man of God came unto me and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God very terrible but I asked him not whence he was neither told me his name but he said unto me behold thou shalt conceive and bear a son and drink no wine nor strong drink neither eat any unclean thing for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death and we see in this remarkable passage of Manoah's wife reporting the appearance of the angel of the Lord to her husband and where she gets the impression that that this person is more than an angel he was more majestic and superior and the God and the angel of the Lord empathized again of the vow of the Nazarite she had to take and this can happen with us God's promise and his presence in action can remove the sometimes profound felt pain that we carry in our hearts and life Manoah and his wife seem to have a really godly close devout relationship with God who were obedient and stood ready to serve God whenever the call came and we know that being a Christian isn't just an easy ride to heaven we go through times of hardship tribulation but we need to keep eager and willing to look for opportunities daily to serve God in many ways and just like Manoah and his wife they had the promise of deliverance from the, Phil the, the Palestines and barrenness and and we have that in our own lives delivered from the oppression of sin and we will be delivered from the serve to our new life in heaven we read this bit here um, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 redeeming the time because the days are evil we need to take the most of every opportunity and be ready to serve God sharing with people the promise and hope in Christ and so as we see see this with Manoah's wife in these um, two, two verses I read no sense of disbelief in, on Manoah's wife's part she doesn't seem to object in any way to the angel of the Lord commands but rather appears ready to obey and this is the role that we need to make a stand and ready 
to serve God. In our third point, the prayer of Manoah, um, asking advice from verses 8 to 14. And after being informed by his wife about the great promises, Manoah doesn't seem to doubt his wife but goes earnestly to pray on how to bring up their son. And as we see here in verse 8 then, Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us what shall we do unto the child that shall be born. And Manoah wanted to know in detail what they should do and this should be like in like the the very prayer of every parent from conception to ask for God to be in control of that child's life asking for wisdom in a world that has turned away from the the moral code of God's word and where where we have people who question and criticize and even change God's will to suit themselves to be attracted to be attractive to the carnal world and I have seen this personally online watching the Church of Scotland Assembly where teachings regarding ethical issues have been rewritten by man and God's teaching regarding acts of worship have been changed to suit man such as the emergent church movement and health and wealth prosperity gospel and others and God's plan of salvation has been altered for man's ease where people think they are saved by repent, repeating a prayer called the sinner's prayer at some evangel evangelistic crusade or church meeting. We are saved by the power of God because salvation is the power of God by repenting of our sin and believing the gospel. The true Christian will walk in the light that means they will live a style of life that reflects something of God's character and reflects obedience or conformity to God's will. True Christians will be sensitive to their own sin and that convicts them to repentance and confession. With this we live in constant obedience to God. And these few verses on our point show that we can learn from Manoah and his wife so that we can learn regardless of how minor, silly or insignificant we might think God's will. We should stand ready to obey God to the words said in the Bible. I believe this couple had a close relationship with God and was marked by habitual obedience. And as we go from on to verse 9, as we read here, And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. We see God attentively listen to the voice of Manoah. It was like God was at the edge of his seat, 
ready to listen and to send the angel of the Lord. And this again shows how close this couple were in prayer in all situations of their life. In verse, verse 10, the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And this verse, Manoah, really shows the excitement of, of her and quickly goes to her husband to say, The angel of the Lord has come back. And it's interesting to see that when the angel of the Lord appears, it's always to the women. This could be that she, she seems to be because maybe because of the vow of the, the Nazarite she is to undertake or or maybe in some ways maybe more holier than or more closer to the Lord than her husband but as we go on to um, verse 11 and Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him art thou the man that spakest unto the woman and he said I am and we see here at the end and he said I am this is another confirmation of the Lord Jesus as it would be a good study for us sometimes to do the I am's of the pre-incarnate Christ which deals with the existence of Christ as the second person of the Godhead prior to his incarnation at the virgin birth. In verses 12 to 14, Manoah asked to reaffirm the mandate for bringing up their son as a Nazarite and received the same information his wife had been given before. And by the end of this message in verse 14, he has been given the prenatal instructions were given three times to show how imperative that they were to bring up their son. So as we leave here today, I pray that you will find parts of your life like Manoah and his wife and bring the applications from the points that, that I preached on with the pressure of the distress nationally and personally through not being able to conceive a child and through the promise to Noah, Manoah and his wife taking away both their distresses and where we found here in our last point here with, with the prayer where Manoah asked for advice so next time as we study um, finish off this chapter we will, we will find out more about the fruit of this visitor who met Manoah and his wife Amen <laughs>